0: Section sixty six of The History of Chemistry. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Avae in August two thousand fifteen. The History of Chemistry by Thomas Thompson. Volume two, Chapter six of The Atomic Theory part 3 In the year 1809 Gay-Lussac published in the second volume of the Mémoires d'Arcueil a paper on the union of the gaseous substances with each other In this paper he shows that the proportions in which the gases unite with each other are of the simplest kind one volume of one gas either combining with one volume of another or with two volumes or with half a volume the atomic theory of dalton had been opposed with considerable keenness by berthollet in his introduction to the french translation of my system of chemistry nor was this opposition to be wondered at because its admission would of course overturn all the opinions which berthollet had laboured to establish in his chemical statics the object of Gélissac's paper was to confirm and establish the new atomic theory by exhibiting it in a new point of view. Nothing can be more ingenious than his mode of treating the subject, or more complete than the proofs which he brings forward in support of it. It had been already established that water is formed by the union of one volume of oxygen and two volumes of hydrogen gas gay sac found by experiment that one volume of muriatic acid gas is just saturated by one volume of ammoniacal gas the product is sal ammoniac fluorboric acid gas unites in two proportions with ammoniacal gas the first compound consists of one volume of fluorboric gas and one volume of ammoniacal the second of one volume of the acid gas and two volumes of the alkaline. The first forms a neutral salt, the second an alkaline salt. He showed likewise that carbonic acid and ammoniacal gas could combine also in two proportions, namely one volume of the acid gas with one or two volumes of the alkaline gas. Monsieur Amédée Berthollet had proved that ammonia is a compound of one volume of azotic and three volumes of hydrogen gas. Gay-Lussac himself had shown that sulphuric acid is composed of one volume sulfurous acid gas and a half volume of oxygen gas. He showed further that the compounds of azote and oxygen were composed as follows. Protoxide of azote one volume azote plus one half volume oxygen duetoxide of azote, one volume of azote plus one volume of oxygen, nitrous acid, one volume of azote, plus two volumes of oxygen. He showed also that when the two gases after combining remained in the gaseous state, the diminution of volume was either zero or one third or one half. The constancy of these proportions left no doubt that the combinations of all gaseous bodies were definite. The theory of Dalton applied to them with great facility. We have only to consider a volume of gas to represent an atom, and then we see that in gases one atom of one gas combines either with one, two, or three atoms of another gas, and never with more. There is, indeed, a difficulty occasioned by the way in which we view the composition of water. If water be composed of one atom of oxygen and one atom of hydrogen, then it follows that a volume of oxygen contains twice as many atoms as a volume of hydrogen. Consequently, if a volume of hydrogen gas represent an atom, half a volume of oxygen gas must represent an atom. Dr. Prout, soon after, showed that there is an intimate connection between the atomic weight of a gas and its specific gravity. This indeed is obvious at once. I afterwards showed that the specific gravity of a gas is either equal to its atomic weight, multiplied by 1.1111, etc., the specific gravity of oxygen gas, or by 0.55555, etc., half the specific gravity of oxygen gas, or by 0.27777, etc., one-fourth of the specific gravity of oxygen gas. These differences depending upon the relative condensation which the gases undergo when their elements unite. The following table exhibits the atoms and specific gravity of these three sets of gases. 1. Specific gravity equals atomic weight times 1.1111. Oxygen gas, atomic weight 1, specific gravity 1.1111. Fluor acid, atomic weight 3.25. Specific gravity 3.6111. 2. Specific gravity equals atomic weight times 0.5555, etc. Hydrogen. Atomic weight 0.125. Specific gravity 0.0694. Azotic. Atomic weight one point seven five specific gravity zero point zero seven two two chlorine atomic weight four point five specific gravity two point five carbon vapor atomic weight zero point seven five specific gravity zero point four one six six phosphorus vapor atomic weight two Specific gravity, 1.1111. Sulfur vapor, atomic weight, 2. Specific gravity, 1.1111. Tellurium vapor, atomic weight, 4. Specific gravity, 2.2222. Arsenic vapor, atomic weight, 4.75 specific gravity two point six three eight eight selenium vapor atomic weight five specific gravity two point seven 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 bromine vapor atomic weight ten specific gravity five point five 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 five. iodine vapor atomic weight 15.75 Specific gravity 8.75 Steam Atomic weight 1.125 Specific gravity 0.625 Carbonic oxide gas Atomic weight 1.75 Specific gravity 0.9722 Carbonic acid Atomic weight two point seven five specific gravity one point five two seven seven. Protoxide of azote atomic weight two point seven five specific gravity one point five two seven seven. Nitric acid vapor atomic weight six point seven five specific gravity. 3.75 sulfurous acid atomic weight 4 specific gravity 2.2222 sulfuric acid vapor atomic weight 5 specific gravity 2.7777 cyanogen atomic weight 3.25 specific gravity 1.8055 Fluoboric acid Atomic weight 4.25 Specific gravity 2.3611 bisulphuret of carbon Atomic weight 4.75 Specific gravity 2.6388 Chlorocarbonic acid Atomic weight 6.25 specific gravity 3.4722 3 specific gravity equals atomic weight times 0.27777 etc ammoniacal gas atomic weight 2.125 specific gravity 0.59027 hydrocyanic acid atomic weight 3.375 specific gravity 0.9375 deutoxide of azote atomic weight 3.75 specific gravity 1.0416 ureatic acid atomic weight Four point six two five. Specific gravity one point two eight four seven two. Hydrobromic acid atomic weight ten point one two five. Specific gravity two point eight one two five. Hydriotic acid atomic weight fifteen point eight seven five. Specific gravity four point four zero. Nine seven three when professor berzelius of Stockholm thought of writing his elementary treatise on chemistry the first volume of which was published in the year eighteen o eight he prepared himself for the task by reading several chemical works which do not commonly fall under the eyes of those who compose elementary treatises among other books he read the stoichiometry of richter and was much struck with the explanations there given of the composition of salts, and the precipitation of metals by each other. It followed from the researches of Richter that if we were in possession of good analysis of certain salts, we might by means of them calculate with accuracy the composition of all the rest. Berzelius formed immediately the project of analysing a series of salts with the most minute attention to accuracy. While employed in putting this project in execution, Davy discovered the constituents of the alkalies and earths, Mr. Dalton gave to the world his notions respecting the atomic theory, and Gay-Lussac made known his theory of volumes. This greatly enlarged his views as he proceeded, and induced him to embrace a much wider field than he had originally contemplated. His first analyses were unsatisfactory but by repeating them and varying the methods he detected errors improved his processes and finally obtained results which agreed exceedingly well with the theoretical calculations these laborious investigations occupied him several years the first outline of his experiments appeared in the seventy-seventh volume of the annals de chimie in eighteen eleven in a letter addressed by berzelius to berthollet in this letter he gives an account of his methods of analysis, together with the composition of 47 compound bodies. He shows that when a metallic protosulphuret is converted into a sulphate, the sulphate is neutral, that an atom of sulphur is twice as heavy as an atom of oxygen, and that, when sulphite of barytes is converted into sulphate, the sulphite is neutral, there being no excess either of acid or base. From these and many other important facts he finally draws this conclusion Quote, in a compound formed by the union of two oxides the one which, when decomposed by the galvanic battery, attaches itself to the positive pole the acid, for example, contains two, three, four, five, etc., times as much oxygen as the one which attaches itself to the negative pole. The alkali, earth, or metallic oxide. Berzelius's essay itself appeared in the third volume of the Afhandlingar in 1810. It was almost immediately translated into German and published by Gilbert in his Annalen der Physik. But no English translation has ever appeared, the editors of our periodical works being in general unacquainted with the German and other northern languages. In 1815, Berzelius applied the atomic theory to the mineral kingdom, and showed with infinite ingenuity that minerals are chemical compounds in definite or atomic proportions, and by far the greater number of them combinations of acids and bases. He applied the theory also to the vegetable kingdom by analysing several of the vegetable acids and showing their atomic constitution. But here a difficulty occurs, which in the present state of our knowledge we are unable to surmount. There are two acids, the acetic and succinic, that are composed of exactly the same number and same kind of atoms, and whose atomic weight is 6.25. The constituents of these two acids are 2 atoms hydrogen atomic weight 0.25 4 atoms carbon atomic weight 3, 3 atoms oxygen atomic weight 3, total atomic weight 6.25, so that they consist of 9 atoms. Now, as these two acids are composed of the same number and the same kind of atoms, one would expect that their properties should be the same, but this is not the case. Acetic acid has a strong and aromatic smell, succinic acid has no smell whatever. Acetic acid is so soluble in water that it is difficult to obtain it in crystals, and it cannot be procured in a separate state free from water, for the crystals of acetic acid are composed of one atom of acid and one atom of water united together. But succinic acid is not only easily obtained free from water but it is not even very soluble in that liquid. The nature of the salts formed by these two acids is quite different. The action of heat upon each is quite different. The specific gravity of each differs. In short, all their properties exhibit a striking contrast. Now, how are we to account for this? Undoubtedly by the different ways in which the atoms are arranged in each. If the electrochemical theory of combination be correct, we can only view atoms as combining two by two. A substance, then, containing nine atoms, such as acetic acid, must be of a very complex nature. And it is obvious enough that these nine atoms might arrange themselves in a great variety of binary compounds, and the way in which these binary compounds unite may, and doubtless does, produce a considerable effect upon the nature of the compound formed. Thus, if we make use of Mr. Dalton's symbols to represent the atoms of hydrogen, carbon and oxygen, we may suppose the nine atoms constituting acetic and succinic acid to be arranged thus in a 3 by 3 matrix. First row dotted circle black disc dotted circle second row circle, circle, circle. Third row, black disc, black disc, black disc. Or thus in a 3 by 3 matrix. First row, black disc, dotted circle, black disc. Second row, circle, circle, circle. Third row, black disc, dotted circle, black disc now undoubtedly these two arrangements would produce a great change in the nature of the compound there is something in the vegetable acids quite different from the acids of the inorganic kingdom and which would lead to the suspicion that the electrochemical theory will not apply to them as it does to the others in the acids of carbon sulphur phosphorus selenium etc we find one atom of a positive substance united to one, two or three of a negative substance. We are not surprised, therefore, to find the acid formed negative also. But in acetic and succinic acids we find every atom of oxygen united with two electropositive atoms. The wonder, then, is that the acid should not only retain its electronegative properties, but that it should possess considerable power as an acid. In benzoic acid, for every atom of oxygen, there are present no fewer than seven electropositive atoms. Berzelius has returned to these analytical experiments repeatedly, so that at last he has brought his results very near the truth indeed. It is to his labours chiefly that the great progress which the atomic theory has made is owing in the year eighteen fourteen there appeared in the philosophical transactions a description of a synoptical scale of chemical equivalence by dr wollaston in this paper we have the equivalents or atomic weights of seventy-three different bodies deduced chiefly from a sagacious comparison of the previous analytical experiments of others and almost all of them very near the truth. These numbers are laid down upon a sliding rule by means of a table of logarithms, and over against them the names of the substances. By means of this rule a great many important questions respecting the substances contained on the scale may be solved. Hence the scale is of great advantage to the practical chemist. It gives, by bare inspection, the constituents of all the salts contained on it, the quantity of any other ingredient necessary to decompose any salt, and the weights of the new constituents that will be formed. The contrivance of this scale, therefore, may be considered as an important addition to the atomic theory. It rendered that theory everywhere familiar to all those who employed it to it chiefly we owe i believe the currency of that theory in great britain and the prevalence of the mode which dr wollaston introduced namely of representing the atom of oxygen by unity or at least by ten which comes nearly to the same thing Perhaps the reader will excuse me if to the preceding historical details I add a few words to make him acquainted with my own attempts to render the atomic theory more accurate by new and careful analysis. I shall not say anything respecting the experiments which I undertook to determine the specific gravity of the gases, though they were performed with much care and at a considerable expense, and though I believe the results obtained approached accuracy as nearly as the present state of chemical apparatus enables us to go. In the year 1819 I began a set of experiments to determine the exact composition of the salts containing the different elementary bodies by means of double decomposition, as was done by Wenzel, conceiving that in that way the results would be very near the truth, while the experiments would be more easily made. My mode was to dissolve, for example, a certain weight of muriate of barytes in distilled water, and then to ascertain by repeated trials what weight of sulphate of soda must be added to precipitate the whole of the barites without leaving any surplus of sulphuric acid in the liquid. To determine this i put into a watch glass a few drops of the filtered liquor consisting of the mixture of solutions of the two salts to this i added a drop of solution of sulphate of soda if the liquid remained clear it was a proof that it contained no sensible quantity of barites to another portion of the liquid also in a watch glass i added a drop of muriate of barites if there was no precipitate it was a proof that the liquid contained no sensible quantity of sulphuric acid if there was a precipitate on the addition of either of these solutions it showed that there was an excess of one or other of the salts i then mixed the two salts in another proportion and proceeded in this way till i had found two quantities WHICH WHEN MIXED EXHIBITED NO EVIDENCE OF THE RESIDUAL LIQUID CONTAINING ANY sulphuric ACID OR barites. I CONSIDERED THESE TWO WEIGHTS OF THE SALTS AS THE EQUIVALENT WEIGHTS OF THE SALT, OR AS WEIGHTS PROPORTIONAL TO AN INTEGRANT PARTICLE OF EACH SALT. I MADE NO ATTEMPT TO COLLECT THE TWO NEW FORMED SALTS AND TO WEIGH THEM SEPARATELY. I published the result of my numerous experiments in 1825 in a work entitled An Attempt to Establish the First Principles of Chemistry by Experiment. The most valuable part of this book is the account of the salts, about three hundred of which I subjected to actual analysis. Of these the worst executed are the phosphates, for with respect to them I was sometimes misled by my method of double decomposition. I was not aware, at first, that in certain cases the proportion of acid in these salts varies, and the phosphate of soda which I employed gave me a wrong number for the atomic weight of phosphoric acid. End of section sixty-six.